Welcome to the At The Hive Podcast, part of the SB Nation network of podcasts. On today's episode, we start the show during the fourth quarter of the Hornets' loss to the Bucks. We talk about all the recent happenings in the Hornets' news, like Miles Bridges' Rising Stars MVP, Malik Monk's suspension, the Hornets winning more games than anybody could have expected over the last couple weeks, all while interspersing some commentary about the Hornets' and Bucks' fourth quarter. Let's get started. What's up, guys? Welcome to the At The Hive podcast. It is your host, Jonathan and Zach. Zach, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I got some pollen in the old nostrils, but I'm good to go today. We're, we're live. It's kind of, yeah, we are live. Is there currently on, on my screen, because I'm ahead of Zach, uh, 10 minutes left in the Hornets versus Bucks game. So we'll Quite get some an entertaining uh, game today. It has been a very entertaining game. Two games in a row. Yes. Against and good teams. Really too. an entertaining week. And a lot of players have been playing really well. And it's been fun Charlotte Hornets basketball, which is always good to see. It's kind of like the beginning of the season. Um, so the Hornets have won five out of seven games, which is their best seven. And this is before the Bucks game finishes, obviously, which by the time you're listening, this will already happen. It reminds me a lot of the beginning of the season because in those five wins, like four of them are against awful teams. And they weren't by big margins. And the other two losses were back-to-back games that the Hornets lost by a total of 69 points. That's it's crazy, <laughs> but the the play, especially of the team, and I was going to say this when we got into the Bucks game, is that they're playing really well together. You can definitely see that oh, there's yeah. parts here that you can grow into something interesting. So let's. I want to do this before we get too deep into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, we've won five out of the last seven. This is a very close game. How do you think it turns out? Give us a prediction for the future listeners of the pod <laughs> um, to see if you're right or wrong. So they'll get instant feedback to know whether or not we were right or wrong because they already know the result before we predict it. Exactly. Uh, I think the Hornets are going to lose by like 10 or 12. Like I think the Bucks are going to do the thing that could kind of pull ahead of them in the last second, and Devontae just got hurt. Oh, that's never. that's not good. Giving the ball, giving the ball to Giannis, and just letting him do what he always does. He's been amazing today. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very. Um, I think I suggested this on Twitter, and I so I couldn't make the joke on Twitter again. But um, I think all Bucks games should have and Devontae's backup. Um, Giannis just kind of fell on him, which is no big deal. Um, no big deal. He's he's huge. I see it right now. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I think the NBA should install a second rim at like 11 feet tall. Um, just so when Giannis is in the paint, he has to shoot on the 11-foot basket. I, I like the idea. And maybe he gets like a half a point more. Like it's a yeah. yeah, just kind of make it a little more even. Because it's like you can play perfect defense on him, and then he'll just do like the old Shaq thing and just decide like it, it's okay. I'm just going to dunk it anyway because got eight foot long. And I can yeah, and even when put my eye out of the, the rim. Paint. 
he yeah. just takes four steps without dribbling. And <laughs> he does. Yeah, we talked about it before we started the show. He gets away with a lot of extra steps, which when the steps are as large as his, it's kind of not fair. It's crazy. So we, I know we want to get to a, you a lot of prediction, stuff. By the way. Uh, no, I want to. I want to blame it on you. Okay. Uh, by by predicting that the Bucks lose, you put it into the air. Um, and then Devontae got hurt. So really it's all your fault, Jonathan. No. Well, the Bucks, um, well I said the Bucks are gonna win, so Yeah, no, I'm I, I got my money's on the Hornets. We're gonna okay. we're gonna take this W. <laughs> we're gonna stop Giannis. We'll we'll do and, it for uh, Devontae and his hope and his hopefully I I don't wanna speculate on the injuries yet because I'm gonna sound really dumb if I'm wrong. But yeah, but PJ we'll do it for Devontae. Yes. PJ Washington and Miles Bridges have been really playing well. Uh, mm-hmm. especially in those five wins. And Bridges took the Rising Stars game by storm. Um, and I know you and I have gone back and forth between Buzzin and Wuzzin with Miles with him, Bridges. Yeah. yeah um, how have you thought about his play? Like, I know the outside shot really isn't there. Um, what What have you been thinking of Miles Bridges with these wins? I have been thoroughly impressed, not just, like, the shot going in. I mean, the outside shot's been hot and cold. But – he seem he's kind of found a way to make winning plays and like make the team better when he's on the court. I think there he's been a lot more aggressive, which is what he's needed to do. He seems like he's been kind of unsure all season. And in this good stretch of play, he's been real decisive with the ball and he's ma- he's bullying mismatches inside and he's attacking when he has open lanes and stuff like that. And that's stuff that can translate to the future. It's not just like him having an unsustainably hot shooting stretch you know marvin williams taking the charge in the <laughs> middle of the paint that's the first thing marvin williams has done all day you um, the one i on couldn't PJ? agree with you more with miles bridges and i i really have faith that he's going to um grow did with, you see come. sorry to interrupt did you see the um rod boone for the athletic do you have an athletic subscription i don't Oh, so then I, you didn't see this. I don't. When they pay me, they well certainly. You know <laughs> what I do have is an SB uh, subscription. Is that yes. is that a thing? Yes, I definitely <laughs> have one. Yes, yeah. I've, <laughs> seen, I've, I've, I've checked. I've seen your name on the ledger for making always making your payments on time. Fantastic. Um, now, see, so he wrote a he wrote a thing. Um, it was like a two part piece where he talked to a, a longtime scout about the Hornets and their young pieces and stuff like that. And that particular scout said Miles Bridges was his favorite player on this team. And had he, he thought he had the best, you know, like the highest ceiling of the current players on the roster going forward. Yeah, I don't know if I would agree with him because of P.J. Washington, because P.J. Washington's outside shot's more developed. Um, but I, you, we've talked about how much we've liked uh, Miles Bridges for a long time, and those two pieces are the pieces that you want to stay on the team. Wesley Matthews um, he's just got a rebound laying on his back. Is that kind of game <laughs> for the Hornets? <laughs> Can we, we got, I got to talk real quick about these Milwaukee Bucks jerseys, okay? Yeah, okay. These jerseys look like the sticker that you put on your car to support the cops so that you don't <laughs> get pulled over. Yes. You know the sticker I'm talking about? Yes, I know what sticker yeah. you're talking about. Let me tell you something, Milwaukee Bucks. That doesn't work. They'll the pull you over cream. anywhere. <laughs> yes. And then I never, got a blue stripe around Yes, it, it does. <laughs> that's very. That's good. Yeah. I did Win not see lose, it, but now I see it. As soon narked. as you said it. Yeah, <laughs> very, very much. Um, what other one other thing on a lighter note that's happened a bunch in this game because Cody Martin and Kayla Martin have been everywhere. Um, you don't know which one's which. 
I did. <laughs> no, eleven. <laughs> it appreciate that Caleb wears the leg sleeve and Cody wears the arm sleeve to make it real obvious. So you don't have to like look for the number. There you it's go. It's just like leg sleeve Caleb, arm sleeve Cody. Um, I wonder if they do that on purpose. But uh, Eric Collins loves the Martinized thing. Yeah. Do you know? Is that from somewhere, or is that a thing? It's a it's a dry cleaning thing. It's like okay. a process in dry cleaning, and of course, you, you know how he is. He likes to get start stuff happening and then just say it over and over again. I he does. He says it like the the when they threw the alley oop, he just yelled "Martinized." Like, <laughs> and then he said the Wonder Twins activate, and I said he's never had more fun than he's having. He's saying twin jokes about Cody Martin and Caleb Martin. Now, what I had heard, and I hadn't heard it, is that they're calling them the Crash Brothers. Yeah, that's the thing they're that? starting now, which I really like that. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. It reminds me of the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> but we have the Lopez Brothers, and we have the Martin Brothers out on the, out on the court. Just a lot yeah, of, they also a lot have the Atenecumpo Brothers are on the Bucks. But oh, the, I forgot about that. That's another one. Yeah, but uh, the Nassus doesn't really play. You're just kind of there. Yeah. Just like Marvin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin Williams has allegedly played 18 minutes so far in this game. I haven't seen a, a wink of him, <laughs> and I'm watching the entire game. I know. He missed the one corner three, and apparently he has a couple rebounds and assists. But, yeah, he's he's just kind of – I think he's doing the thing where, like, if you go play pickup basketball with a bunch of high school kids, they don't know you, and they don't know how to play basketball. So you just, like, get you get your cardio in by running next to a basketball game. That's exactly. Marvin Williams tonight. He <laughs> just run like up and down it. the court while other people play basketball. So the Hornets released two players. They released MKG and Marvin Williams. Marvin Williams went to the Bucks, and MKG is sitting on the bench in Dallas for the Mavericks. <laughs> I think that the Bucks got the better end of the releases. Oh, I for sure. <laughs> yeah, Marvin can contribute to a playoff, even a championship aspiring Bucks team, right? Yeah, oh yeah. And MKG, MKG wanted, do you know what his stats are in Dallas? I can't even ima- I can't imagine he has one stat in Dallas. He has played in five games. He's played in nine minutes per game, and he's averaging 0. .4 points per game. That is 0. .4 more than I, I thought he he's had. Got, yeah, he's, he's scored two points in five appearances so far. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, they... The, Apparently they wanted like a defensive stopper on the wing or something. Yeah, I, we haven't even seen that MKG in years. No, he 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 doesn't. Yeah, it's like I don't know if he's trying to like conserve himself or just or what, but like he doesn't. His his early season contribution was like what the Martin brothers give. Is not as as a present as the Martin brothers are. Right. But he's like I don't know if he's trying to like conserve. Jesus. Watch what Giannis is about to do. Um, but now he doesn't have that like energy and intensity that he used to play with, and when he doesn't have that, he doesn't really bring much to the table. Yeah, and if you're not going to have a jump shot or an offensive game at all, and then you're not bringing the energy, what? Why are you on? A yeah, it, it just it, it's always felt like. I mean, he's been a good defender, a very good defender at points, but it's always felt like his defensive reputation just kind of. Giannis. Giannis. I need. We need two rims to play this game. See, so. that's what I was talking about. He needs an eleven-foot rim to, yeah. to have to dunk on for that. Giannis spin move and then just slams it in the middle of the paint with four Hornets 
in the yeah. paint and none of them playing any defense. <laughs> he has um, seven dunks so far, which is not ideal. No, and now he's, and now he's feeling want. it and pulling up from three and not even close to making it. He's amazing to watch. You know, I heard on uh, Bill Simmons' podcast that uh, uh, Ryan Rossillo doesn't like to watch Giannis. And I don't know what basketball he's watching because he, it's amazing. <laughs> it, it reminds me a little bit of... Uh, Hakeem Olajuwon, except he can space out the floor more and he can move faster. Yeah, like, like he's like handling the ball like on the perimeter and stuff. Yeah. I feel like he's like modern day Shaq in that like just he's just so physically dominant. And obviously it's the same type of thing where he's on the perimeter more. But just like I was saying earlier where he just gets the ball in the inside and no matter what you do, he's just pushing people around and dunking it on him. And he's going to dunk. Exactly. Yeah. And- just like uh, these are NBA players, and they're like, I I cannot handle the physicality of this guy, which is is crazy. Um, while we have a break in the about the, I guess I don't have any other wasn't candidates. I'll say that right now, except okay. for probably Malik Monk. So we can talk about that right now. Yeah, yeah. I guess we got to talk about um, Mr. Policy Breaker. Mr. Policy Breaker. So I've seen. I don't. There's no way for us to know what he did to get this suspension. Um, the only thing, so like, the thing that's weird about it, so like, weed, they're like, the NBA is like, tries to not punish players for weed violations. Right. Like, it takes three weed violations before they suspend you, and it's only five games. And then if you get suspended again, it's like 10 games. And then PEDs are 25 games. So I, I don't. I can't imagine it's one of those things. So it would make it the substances of abuse. Don't know what it would be. And I don't know what is deemed in compliance, like like with the doctor's orders or whatever. So I have no idea if he's going to be suspended for like a year or if it could be a week or what. So, so just so that everybody knows, explain exactly what happened, just so that we're not talking about something that we assume everybody knows. Like the, what the rule is? So Malik Monk got suspended. Yes. And indefinitely. Ind- indefinitely, which is weird because, like you yeah. said, there are set times you know, if mm-hmm. you get caught with weed or if you get caught with performance enhancing drugs. And it, it's indefinite, which I didn't know if it meant, hey, we're only going to suspend him for three games or yeah. season, you know? Yeah, there's no idea. And- um, but I hate to see it because he was starting to catch on. He was starting to get in the, on the game. In the game and be a part of the team and really start to to contribute. It's like the it's like Malik Monk's career in a single snapshot where he's been he's been up and down for all almost it's been almost three years now he's been up and down the entire time and it's he's he's reached eyes in his up and down uh you know trajectory and then now he gets the lowest of lows immediately afterwards and it's like he can't it's just like Come on, Malik. Like we, we, everybody thought you'd figured it out, and then not only do you like instead of just going into like a poor stretch of play, you just get yourself suspended. It's ridiculous, and it makes me wonder. You know, the Knicks. There were rumors about the Knicks uh, having some interest in him, him during the trade uh, deadline, and you know, I I doubt they were trying to trade it, trade it <laughs> for anything worth it. But yeah. You know, I, I hate to see it because, again, that's a piece of this team that could be the future or it could be a good trade piece if he was playing well. And the thing that's so frustrating about it is from what I've read and I read the the drug policy part of the CBA to try to find like where this punishment 
fits, you know. Good, good on you. Way to do the work. So yeah, like hardest <laughs> people call me, and that just me. I'm just the only one that calls myself that. But um, <laughs> and the only way place I could find it is if they're in stage one of drugs of abuse, which stage one, like it's you know I don't know if it's like you test positive for something or if there's like if they find that you have possession of something. There's no punishment for it if you do what you're supposed to do. So they'll be like, you need to like have a physical exam and like give your medical records to a doctor and stuff. And if you do all that, you don't get punished. You don't get fined. You don't get like, it doesn't get announced or anything. The only time you get punished is if you don't do what they ask and then they can suspend you until you comply with what they ask. Man, which... There are bodies flying all around. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, oh no, you're good. Everybody is on the floor. Oh, Devante's back. He's back. He's back back. Yes, he is. Um, it's um, so it's yeah, like so the punishment's not no that he made a mistake. Yeah. But it, it, sorry, but it's not like he made a mistake. Where it's like, oh, he he partied too hard at All Star Weekend and got tested and like tested positive for something. It's like the suspension is because he wasn't doing what he was asked to do, which is like right. a very, you know, you make a very conscious decision when they say, hey, we need you to do this, and you're just like, nah, it's all right. And that's what's yeah, more frustrating than anything. Right, and you know, I'm I I'm not trying to be judgy on the guy or anything like that, but we, he was he was clicking with the team. He was being part of the oh, team, yeah. and now we have no idea when he's going to return. Yeah, it's very disappointing. I'm sure it's a very um, frustrating for his teammates to just because it's you kind of let your team down. Like everybody, you've been a big piece of everything, and then you make a bad decision, and now everybody else is affected. But I had, and I wonder if you had this too. I had people texting me to see. They were like, "Do you know what he got suspended for?" Like, guys, I I know <laughs> I do the Hornets po- uh, at the High podcast, and I love doing it. Don't get me wrong, but I have no <laughs> inner, you know, yeah. I'm not like. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, Adam Silver and I have dinner every month, but we never <laughs> talk about basketball. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that you keep your, your friendship <laughs> yeah, purely outside you know. the lines. Like it's, exactly. It's not a, <laughs> I do. Yeah. Like and it, um, yeah, I'm not gonna try to guess what he was tested positive or what he was in trouble for because that's not fair to him. But and the leagues are never gonna say it because like I don't think like OJ Mayo got suspended for or banned and Tyreek Evans got the the ban and they never. Like it was never leaked or anything. What, like, precipitated that punishment? Right. So I don't think we're ever going to know definitively what it was. Mm-mm. So we'll leave that at that. Um, there's four minutes left in the four and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, and <laughs> the Hornets are blocking. Oh, what happened? <laughs> Giannis <laughs> got stuck under the basket and basically just threw it straight up in the air because the Hornets got him all. Pinned it, and the Hornets blocked it, and James Brego is challenging it. So what's happening is Jonathan is watching it on the Fox Sports channel, and yes. I am watching it on the Fox <laughs> Sports app. And we are uh, about you know uh, forty seconds difference between between each other. So this is just riveting, riveting guys. <laughs> it's uh, great. It's great. He radio. experienced something, and he's like, "Wait till you see this," and then I see it. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, Giannis is just he tears people up under." You can't control him if he's in the paint, and he can hit outside shots, so it's hard to know how to defend him. Yeah, he's it, like he's nothing. He's not a knockdown shooter by any means, but he's gotten to a point where he's a good enough three point shooter where you can't do like the Ben Simmons defense and just wait for him at the free throw line. And 
so then like like Billy's tried to guard him a couple times and it's just not fair. Like Billy can't move his feet that fast. No. And Billy's had an okay game. You know, he's been, a good game, uh, yeah. Yeah, part of the offense, but you just can't defend Giannis. No. And then they sh- you see they showed the stat before the game where Giannis is like the second lowest points per game against the Hornets compared to any other team. Uh-huh. Um, I think he, he might have seen that stat as well. Right, and just decided to have himself a game. <laughs> yeah, he's he's looking like he's not he's going like tunnel vision for shots more than usual. I mean, he's got six assists, but it feels like he's been extra aggressive looking for baskets. I tell um, you what, dude, there are, there are people at the hive. There's there's a there's a yeah. crowd there. That's I'm like impressed for a, a Sunday afternoon game. I enjoy these afternoon basketball games too. I don't know about you. What do you think? Oh, I I love it. I, I was just about to say so. I'm watching this game, and then if everything works out perfectly, I'll be able to watch the Sixers, uh, Clippers game at three on ABC. Mm. Or yeah. wait, not at three. And then the um, uh, ESPN game is the Lakers versus the Pelicans, and I'll be able to. I haven't seen Zion yet, so I'm I'm gonna. You haven't try watched to him at all yet. Watch the game. No, no, <laughs> I haven't. I've heard he's a monster. At least he's playing basketball. Did you watch him at Duke at all? I did not know, and he only played like half a season at Duke, right? He played he most of the season. Out. He missed oh, like he? three weeks near the end of the year with that gotcha. when he blew up his shoe. Um, okay, because it's basically so. You remember when he was a high school recruit and he went to Duke? I don't hear people talking about it. It's like, well, he's got he's super impressive as a high school player, but that's that bully ball is not going to work against bigger, stronger college players in the ACC, right? Yeah, and then he and then it worked. And they're like, yeah, but and then it worked. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, oh well, but still, like he's doing it against college kids. It's not going to work against the, the grown men in the NBA. Um, it's it's working. Yeah, it seems, it seems <laughs> like it is working. He had a play against. I don't remember who was it. It was a, maybe it was the Warriors. I don't know uh, who are technically an NBA team right now still. Um, <laughs> where got his own rebound and then missed the putback and then ripped the ball away from the Warrior that got the rebound and then laid it in. And about so he got like uh, an offense, an offensive rebound, a steal, and two points in about two seconds. He dominates. He's he's very he's fun a to watch. Huge, huge human being, and I've only seen the highlights. But I want to see how he's playing with the with the team as a whole. Mm-hmm. And then what I really want to see, what I've loved seeing all season, is LeBron James just be the king of the NBA. <laughs> he's he's playing amazing basketball, and honestly, he doesn't get talked about enough. And yeah, I'm not joking about that. He doesn't talk about enough. I think everybody kind of has LeBron fatigue, yeah, if, in a sense where it's like everybody knows that he's he's a a great player, but it's just kind of like wow, we've been doing this for 17 years or whatever it's been. Right. Um, it's a lot more fun to talk about like Giannis and Harden and Zion and the the new people. Well, LeBron so, is just casually averaging 11 assists a game as a power small forward power forward. Yeah, and and making Anthony Davis even better than he was. Yeah. So we got now. So where are you at in the game? Like, what's your time on the game? Four oh two. Oh, so you're catching up. You're shooting the free throws right now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I like that you know where I'm at. I like it's like it's like having someone narrate the game for me after it's happened. I love it. It's awesome. I'm gonna give you like the play by play of of like Giannis brings the ball up the court and passes it to George Hill and then you're gonna be like, oh, oh this is a see, this is what he was talking about. Did you see this one other thing I wanted to talk about? Um PJ Washington had a play, it didn't amount to anything because he got fouled, but he sealed 
Brook Lopez on his back, like under the basket. And Brook Lopez fouled him trying to like defend the entry pass. And it, 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 it was just anything, but PJ Washington as a rookie sealing Brook Lopez behind him. He's very promising. Small. Yes, and he's small. That's what I'm saying with uh, Bridges being having the most potential. That guy must not be watching PJ Washington because <laughs> he's smart for a rookie. He's, he knows where to position his body. And, you know, he's obviously got all the athletic uh, prowess that you'd want, but he's really smart for a rookie. You know, usually the, the they always talk about the pace of the game is so fast. But he seems to know what he's doing, and the competitive edge I love. There was one play when uh, PJ uh, took the ball down the court, did a layup, and it was good. It would hit the rim, but it was going mm-hmm. to bounce back in. And yeah. then Bismack Biombo with his big hands <laughs> had to touch the the yeah. ball, and we got a goaltending call. And PJ was upset. Let me do my thing, Bismack. Miles just just completely stuffed Giannis on a Giannis trying to bully himself into the the paint. There's been quite a few blocks forward. this this game. What? There's been quite a few blocks this game. <laughs> and then PJ heard you talking about his not having the dynamic athleticism that Miles has and pushed uh, did a put back dunk in traffic. All right. Look <laughs> PJ. He he is sneaky athletic. I think what and I think uh scouts and front offices are starting to kind of figure this out, but there's still an idea that like athleticism equals potential. And that's where Miles Bridges, I think it's, and as much as I think he's got a good hype ceiling, I think it's, I kind of agree with you. I think PJ has got more of a chance to be a star player because of his feel. But people think like, Oh, you know, you can't teach athleticism. You can teach people to be better at basketball. So you need athletic tools to have high potential. And I think that's where people like miss with Luca was like, he's not athletic. So he can't be that good. That doesn't make any sense at all. But it's like, no, he's just really good at basketball. Like, that's more important than being athletic at the end of the day. Exactly. And the history of basketball has proven that to us. Yeah. There have been plenty of of people who, like, on the – I mean, these guys are all athletic. And, and, you know, especially when they talk about Luka, they're just looking at it from the outside. You know, his conditioning – he's young. He's he's 20 – he just turned 21 – He's going to get better, and he's been playing basketball since he was 14, professional basketball. Yeah. Um, he's going to grow into his body, you know? Yeah, he's going to figure it out. So uh, do you have anything else you want to say before we take a break, or do you want to let this – and then we'll we'll wrap up this game on the other side of the break? Um, Only that I don't know – watching the, the Hornets for the past – seven games and seeing them have success splits me in half because I, I love to see them win and I hate to see the win column because we're, we're trying to get your position. In the draft. Yeah. It's, 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 it's tough because it's like, yeah, like you said, it's, it's, I think chase, chase Whitney was like, if the Hornets beat the Raptors, they should be able to switch uh, wins. And it's like, yeah, but I don't want to lose that, that, that draft slot as fun exactly. as, you know, the team isn't ready for like playoffs or anything. And these wins are so fun to watch, but like long term, it'd be nice to get the high draft pick, especially because the other teams around the Hornets are aggressively losing games. Yes, and and perp- on you know on purpose uh, in yeah, the but, in the hierarchy of the of yeah, the team. unless you know yeah, but just like right, the Bulls are one and nine in their last ten. The Pistons are two and eight in their last ten. Um, 
the Hawks and Knicks have been a little bit better. The Timberwolves are two and eight in their last ten somehow, even after they just traded for D'Angelo Russell. So the Hornets are their Hornets are in danger of like catching the Suns and the Wizards. In tenth place. In tenth yeah. place, we, we we could we could make a move, but yeah, um, I'll let you I'll let you pay the bills. All right, we'll take a take a break. We'll be uh we'll be right back, and we'll finish this whole Bucks game thing, and we'll do buzzing. I guess. Do you have a wasn't? I don't. All right, we'll just do buzzing and then a preview Love for it. the next week. <laughs> up everybody welcome back to the at the hive podcast the hornets just finished uh losing to the bucks which is fine i think i think we can call that a win no there's zero way there's no you can't call it a win what are you talking about a we lost 93 (laughs) to 85 um i thought it was a a good game but we can't call it a win bernie sanders you win (laughs) you lose based on the score don't make this political oh Um, oh, this is a political (laughs) podcast and also you predicted that we would lose. So again, Jonathan, again, right. I think this is your fault. So yes. the Hornets and lost on the scoreboard and they won in our hearts because <laughs> there it is. They, uh, I think, no, and, and really though, this is like the ideal outcome for pretty much every game the rest of the season, right? Especially against good teams. Oh yeah. This is perfect for what we want to happen. Really entertaining game and, a, and an L at the end of the night. Competitive. It's not like they, the Hornets are just playing garbage time from the start of the second quarter. It was, you know, they made the Bucks work for it, but then they they lost. Help the help the uh, the lottery balls, ping pong balls in the draft lottery. So let me ask you this: Jonathan's now the coach of the Charlotte Hornets. We're two years into this process. How do you win a game like this that we just lost? Like, what would you have done differently? Um, probably I think the big thing would just be have better players. <laughs> that's a good one. Good strategy. That's, um, <laughs> I think that's the. The big issue right now, and then the Hornets are super talented. I don't not super talented. The Hornets have a lot of talent on their roster, but it's not ready to win games against good NBA teams yet. Especially so they, not the second best player in the league, you know. No, and the best team in the league. Yeah, it's it's not yeah. gonna. That's just how it goes. Um, one thing. Oh, one thing I didn't talk about the, the first half of the show that I wanted to ask you about are Cody Martin and Caleb Martin, or the Martin twins, the best. At stealing cookies in the NBA. Talk to me. Talk, give me a thought process. So, uh, Caleb Martin did it to Eric Bledsoe in this second quarter of the game, I think, where the Bucks called timeout because the Hornets were making a run. So, they call their timeout. They get the troops reorganized. Eric Bledsoe, they inbound the ball to Eric Bledsoe. Caleb Martin's pressing him in the backcourt. Eric Bledsoe does the little zig, tries to zigzag his way up the court just, just to try to cross the timeline. Caleb Martin says, no, sir, takes the ball away. Hornets go in and get a layup, take the lead. I don't know they're, if they're I've, handsy. They're handsy. I don't know you, if I've seen they are. I don't know if I've seen an NBA player, and there are two of them, obviously. But how often they just, whenever an NBA player crosses over in front of them, they just poke it away. It's like first it's like of all, just, the only proof that we know that there's two of them is that sometimes they play on the court together. <laughs> yes, um, they're fraternal they're twins. Eric Collins won't let you forget that, though. No, not at all. They got Martinized. <laughs> they are Martinized. We've been Martinized. The Bucks were Martinized tonight. Um, I'm disappointed that Cody didn't get his career high. I thought he was going for that when he had like nine first half points. His career high is 12. Um, they've, they've been good. They've Honestly, they've been better than what I thought, um, especially Cody, has been really good. 
um, and he's getting a bunch of minutes. And like you said, they're, they're really entertaining to watch play defense. And sometimes those steal attempts can really turn around into bad defensive mm-hmm. um, plays, but hasn't hasn't happened yet. But they haven't been in big moments or anything. Yeah, they they like yeah. Normally, when players go for that steal, you kind of lunge for it, and if you miss, you're you've given up basically a wide open run to the basket. But they seem to have a knack for kind of staying in position and just sticking their hand in there and and poking it away and being disruptive. And by the way, I was going to say, who do I think is buzzing? And I was going to say the mark like way into that. Because like you said, I, I've been optimistic about Cody Martin just because I feel obligated to, because I don't, that's just what I do as a fan. Um, but I've been right. surprised at how much of an impact he's made on the court. Like when both of them are out there together, it's just like, they don't even have to make shots, but they just make the team so much better. And they're so fun to watch. And I, it, they could, you could see them being important players on a really, really good team. Obviously, they wouldn't be like the focal points, but you can, I can see it a world where at least Cody Martin, if not both of them, are like getting consistent minutes for a team that's winning lots of games and making runs in the playoffs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I gotta uh, put a little shade on your sunshine over there. I the the Hornets organization has made an effort to play young players this year, and I don't think that Cody Martin could be a contributor on a on a playoff team. I think he's done really well with the minutes that he's given, but I think that if they were only focused on winning games, that a more seasoned veteran, even a uh, no, everybody hates Nicholas Batum, but I think that <laughs> if we were trying to win games, Nicholas Batum would play over Cody Martin. You agree with that, right? I think this year, maybe, especially because of the, the outside shot. But if, if Cody Martin can become like a decent shooter, like he can be the role of like a Robert Covington. Like Robert Covington isn't a great shooter or really anything other than a defender, but he's so good defensively that uh, he's like one of the most coveted trade targets this past season. And I think Cody Martin, I think the Martins wins and Cody Martin's a good enough defender to kind of elevate himself to that level if he can make shots. And then, man, if we could trade Cody Martin for a first round pick, I'd do it every day, <laughs> twice on Sunday. Um, but well, yeah, that's a, that's a positive, that's a win, right? If you draft this player in the second round and then trade him for a first round pick, oh, that's it. That's it. I mean, that's not going to happen. He's he's not no. Robert Covington. He's not Robert Covington. But I'd love for him to improve to Robert Covington. Yeah. My buzzing candidate has got to be on and on. I mean, really, just the the buzzing slash wasn't person of the year is Miles Bridges. <laughs> um, shoot, shooting at a like like. He's shot really well. He's shot about 40% over the past six games, five games. Um, mm. Really contributing to the team, bunch of rebounds, and the energy is back. You were talking about it before, the energy is back. And when that that uh, player plays like that, he's really fun to watch. And he's one of the most entertaining Hornets. Yeah, he's got with the, the athleticism. And then he's, I don't know if creative is the right word. He's probably the most adventurous player on the Hornets with some of the stuff he tries to do. If that, if you know what I mean, I do. I do, especially with the <laughs> like inside paint game. Yeah, you know, the he's like, throwing up like running game. hooks. Yeah, he does like those sweeping like Magic Johnson running jump hooks, and like 
he does these crazy reverse attempts and he's always trying to dunk on people and he's just and he's ambidextrous around the basket and i i'll never forget his uh when he tried to make the do the spinning lob to himself off the backboard in summer league a couple seasons ago like he's he's got ideas they don't usually come off but he tries yeah, and, and cue the hot take podcast music or whatever, but a great player <laughs> comp for Miles Bridges, Larry Johnson. Uh-huh. I, the, right, the I, <laughs> aggressiveness, like you said, the creativity in the game as well. Um, mm. You see it, and you saw even when he – was it the last year's dunk contest when he wore the Larry Johnson jersey? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And he had the tooth and everything, the gold tooth and everything. So, I, I and he's, yeah, like the, the undersized power forward – that with the extreme athleticism and all that stuff. That's it, man. He's, he's, he's part of our future for sure. Yeah, I think so too, especially, and I think the coaching staff's done a good job putting him in situations where he has an advantage. Um, Cause he's still, even when he's sharing the court with PJ Washington, since PJ Washington is such a good shot uh, outside shooting threat. Um, it kind of opens up some space for miles bridges to take advantage of size advantage. Like if he has a size mismatch or, an opening to drive and stuff like that. And that's, I think where a lot of his added offense is coming from. Couldn't agree more. And, and like, like we said, he's been on and off the, the buzzing and wasn't <laughs> column for this year. But when you're, I mean, miles bridges is the person that they rely on, on this team right now. I mean, he yeah. is the playmaker. I mean, you could say PJ Washington, but he's a rookie. Like they rely on miles bridges a lot of times to create points. Now they're relying on on other players of the team, and really what they're relying on is the ball movement. That's how they score points a lot of times. The ball movement, um, but Miles Bridges a lot of times is the person making the play, even if he doesn't make the basket. There's the, the rebound after the basket and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I have honorable mention uh, Jalen McDaniel's. Do you like him? I do. Do you like him? I do. He's he's springy, springy. He definitely looks the part. Of an NBA player, like he's tall and he's long and he's athletic and he's he's very smooth with the ball and everything. Like everything he does looks like he's supposed to be out there. Um, he hasn't put up huge numbers or anything yet, but he is a lot better than you expect a whatever he was like a fifty something pick in the second round. You don't expect yeah. him to come in right away and contribute. Not at all. Not at all. I, mean, I know we're a bad team. Yeah, he's a fifty second pick in the draft. And uh, like he, he looks like he belongs on an NBA court. Like I'm not saying he's, you know, like oh he's gonna be a starter or a superstar or anything. But it's just like oh this guy he he fits. He's fine. There's something there. There's something yeah. there for sure. So that's and it all it all comes together for an entertaining product, even if it's a losing effort. Yeah, and and hopefully he's okay after that awkward landing from his dunk. <laughs> did you did you hear Eric Collins kind of throw some throw some shade at him a little bit? No, what he's like say? he's just like. Certainly, a twenty-one-year-old can't have hurt himself just dunking the ball, running the floor, and making a dunk. I'll tell you something, Eric. Have you ever <laughs> dunked a basketball before? He's like he's he's too young to hurt himself landing from an uncontested dunk. You're right. But, young people never hurt themselves. I forgot never, about that. Guy. Yeah, I've said I said it a million times. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. If you're under the age of twenty-five, you shouldn't get hurt ever. You, I mean, you you're invincible. Take that, yeah. take that to the bank, guys. <laughs> If you're under 25, just just speed everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Eric Collins says so. Yeah, you should never get hurt. 
Um, so the so the Hornets have surprised us by w- winning some games. Obviously, they yeah. lost today. Looking at the schedule going forward, what what WCC? That that's just what I was about to bring up. So thanks for so, beating so, me to the punch. So, my bad. <laughs> I, I took the hosting stuff. You did. It's it's fine. It's it's a, it's a mutual effort here. Um, I love it. Uh, so this week we have the Spurs. We have a little Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, all at home. Spurs, Nuggets, Rockets. Spurs are that's not the Spurs. The Rockets and Nuggets are good. That's true, and we're playing in San Antonio. No, it's here. It's in Charlotte. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's versus. All of it's in Charlotte. Excuse me. So the Spurs are – how painful do you think this season is for Greg Popovich, who has always had good teams, and they're always good defensively, and they always – and this year, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they're like bottom 10 in the NBA in defense. And they just, they're just not good. They just haven't figured it out. And you always expect them to figure it out, and it's just not happening. You know, and, and again, bringing someone's intention into this stuff like this is, is uh, problematic. But I think that Popovich is, is sipping wine after the game. <laughs> and just like, hey, I promised LaMarcus Aldridge. I promised the organization that I'd be here for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And I've, my, you know, I've had winning seasons. And we're struggling this season. I think that it's it's you know water off a duck's back. I don't think that he's sweating <laughs> it, um, and I think he's just enjoying those those vineyards, my friend. Those fine grapes. Looking forward to a, an extra long vacation this summer. Yes. With that being said, <laughs> I think the Spurs are going to win in the Hive on Tuesday, and I could see us going zero and three next week. So I, I could I could see it as well. Um, the Spurs, by the way, are twenty fourth in the NBA in defense. That is not very Spursian. No, it's not. It's not what you want. And they are thirteenth in offense. The thirteenth in offense, thirteenth in offense, is kind of impressive given the fact that they play terrible offense. That is a yeah. It's the West like, though. They 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 play like they shoot the most mid-range jump shots in the league, I think. I think it's by a lot, because that's all LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan do. Um, so the fact that they can still manage to have a good offense is impressive. But I think if the Hornets win a game in this next three, it's it's the San Antonio game. Agreed. Um, the Spurs, and they, they have been playing better recently. They they lost to this, this very same... Or I'm looking at the wrong thing. Denver and Houston. I think it's kind of funny because have you heard about this Giannis and James Harden rivalry that's been going on? Uh, since the All-Star game, right? Yeah, like Harden kind of made this little underhanded comment. Like it's, you know, it's not that hard if you're seven feet tall and can move. You don't have to have any skill. <laughs> and it's obviously it's not who he's talking about. Yeah, this coming from a man whose game like is legendarily hated outside of Texas. <laughs> I know. People hate the way, and not me personally. People hate the way James Harden I plays do. the game. I hate the way James Harden plays the game. You don't like seeking fouls? And, I don't, uh, I don't, I've I've frequently compared James Harden to, and I love soccer, but James Harden plays basketball like how forwards play soccer, like soccer forwards. We're like in the box, around on the ground. Well, like so, like so, very often in soccer, players once they get inside the the uh, eighteen yard box, and it becomes a penalty if they get. Out. You know, if they see a defender kind of lunging in to try to make a tackle, they'll just, they'll just kick the ball forward and then 
purposely trip over the defender's foot to try to get a penalty as opposed to actually like, you know, trying to create a shot for themselves. And, and that's what I see a lot of in James Harden is not looking to create shots, but looking for players, just arms that are hanging outside too far from a player's body that he can just run into and get free throws. Sorry, I blacked out after you said the word sucker. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I totally you know, You're going to have a team here in the city in a year. You better get, better get used to it. I'm, I'm excited about it, but this ain't men and blazers. Um, <laughs> I, I, he uses that, though. He's, he's using the game, and he's using the refs, and that's, that's smart, and that's tactful. And he's not seven foot tall, so he has to find corners where he can make points, and he's the best at it. Not to mention the fact that when he doesn't get fouled, he makes the shot. You know, he's still yeah. really good at the game and he uses the corners that he can use. Now, sometimes he's walking with that weird Euro step and that like back step <laughs> that he does now yeah. um, with the jump shot. But, you know, call either call the foul or don't. He's using what he can use to win the game. We talked earlier about people be having like LeBron James fatigue and not talking about him, even though he's having a really good season. Um I feel like we're kind of doing the same thing with James Harden. He's averaging 35 points a game and nobody really cares. Well, and because he's failed in the playoffs so many times. Yeah. Even though, again, like they took the Warriors to seven, you know. If if Chris Paul could just not get hurt for once. Yeah. Yeah. Last thing I want to say about uh, this game, the Bucks game, is that my wife watched the first half with me, and she wanted to know if the gray jerseys had like a hint of lavender in them. <laughs> and I said, I think that's just the the color on the TV screen. But yeah. now I kind of want them to wear lavender jerseys. I like I like the I, idea. It's not a bad idea. It's like it's got the purple, you know, the hue of purple, right? To fit the team color, but it's it's different. I wouldn't I, write the, write a letter to the organization. And say I have an idea for your next city jerseys. Well, I'm, I'm going to have my wife do it. As have I always do, do I will delegate the actual work to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like a successful successful marriage. Um, anything else? Is that the last thing you wanted to say, or do you have anything else before we uh, wrap up the show? Not at all. Not at all. Another successful yet unsuccessful uh, Charlotte Hornets game and Charlotte Hornets podcast. We'll call it a moral victory. Love the, it. the podcast. That should be the name of the podcast is moral victories. Jonathan Long, Bernie bro. No, <laughs> <laughs> I will, we'll, we'll see you guys whenever we have another episode. Peace out.